Welcome to the Thread and Roses pilot episode. I'm Erin Schulenberg, your host, a recent textile and fashion design graduate from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Take a listen to hear what we're all about. Thread and Roses is a lifestyle podcast about the intersection of fashion, ecology, and consumerism. Based in Madison, Wisconsin, with a focus on sustainable local businesses, this podcast will serve as a connection between Madison's local community and the greater community we can discover. There's some questions that I think we must ask ourselves, and I want to utilize this podcast as a platform to answer these questions. One, how does the fashion industry impact all of us on a daily basis? This is something I ask myself all the time, and I want to utilize this podcast as a way to answer that question. Next, what can we learn about the planet, its people, and our local communities through the lens of fashion and sustainable living? And what are the challenges the industry faces, and how are those challenges impacting our society? Thread and Rose's mission is to really provide a platform for honest dialogue, thought, and research on topics that can encourage our listeners to think critically and question the society in which they live. What can you learn today to change the world tomorrow? I want to thank you guys for taking the plunge into this journey with me, and I hope that you find yourselves happy to be here, and if not happy, at least curious. Because curiosity and frustration is actually what has led me here to this very moment, and that's why I'm speaking to you guys on this podcast now. I grew up in a small town outside of Madison, Wisconsin, and I went to school here, and I graduated from college here. And college was really where my discovery of ethical and sustainable fashion actually began. I was, you know, really interested in fashion as a kid. I loved art. I would draw these little drawings of fashion illustrations on napkins. We went to restaurants. And, you know, by the time I was like eight, I was picking out all my own outfits and strutting around the house, acting like I was really cool. And as I got older, it developed into, you know, larger projects. You know, in high school, I made a dress out of bubble wrap and painted on it. And then when I got to college, I realized that this was really like what I wanted to spend my time doing and eventually have a career in. Um, And a couple different things throughout my college career really what set me on a path to want to learn more about sustainable and ethical fashion and just... I would say conscious living in general. One of the first, you know, major, and I would say one of the the biggest things to lead me on this journey was starting volunteering at Serve in Madison. Uh, Serve is a nonprofit fair trade organization, actually based in Madison, which is absolutely amazing to have a company like this in you know our home state and basically in my hometown. I was interested in doing something about the issues that the industry faced at the time. And so I was like, oh, I'll check out Serve, you know, and see what opportunities they have there. And so I started volunteering about two hours a week. And about after a couple of months, that actually led to a part-time position there um, at their retail store on State Street, which I am so thankful for that opportunity because that is really what started all my, my true interest in fair trade and sustainable and ethical fashion. And I learned so much from that too, because, you know, you get to experience working in a setting where people are asking questions about these kind of things. And also, 
you are learning things about the suppliers and, you know, what kind of products they make and how they're made and also, you know, the principles of fair trade and all that kind of stuff. So really getting into that atmosphere and that scene opened my eyes to even more of the industry and only led to more questions, which, you know, can be disappointing in some ways because you realize that there's a lot more problems than you really anticipated. But I think in another way, I, I wouldn't want to not know what I know now. So I think ultimately it's a positive thing in my life. You know, after that, I had a couple different internships that I would say were based in more of a conscious thought process behind the design um, and working with artisans. One was with uh, Maggie Modena in Madison, and she makes all of her own handbags and now has a uh, business called Pups Who Pack, which she makes, you know, custom design bags for like dogs and like leashes and collars with awesome textile designs, which is absolutely incredible. And a lot of her stuff, or almost all of it, is produced in the U.S., which is incredible. And then when I was a junior in college, I interned in New York at a company called Peace & Co., which their whole mission is to, you know, make textiles that are ethically produced from artisans in different countries, which was absolutely the perfect internship for me after my experience with Maggie and Serve. So... Really, my work outside of school has all been related to ethical and sustainable fashion, which I then put all those things together for my senior thesis at UW-Madison and try to create a collection based around um, being really conscious about what materials I was using, try to reduce my impact um, in terms of like using more natural materials instead of synthetic. Uh, I used indigo for a lot of my processes and things like that, so... I would say it all kind of comes full circle and including, you know, in addition to that, like doing research projects and things centered around ethical and sustainable fashion. And lastly, where I'm at currently is I'm an assistant designer of dresses and knit tops at Land's End, which is super exciting. So I've been working there um, for about eight months now. I actually started interning last summer, which was a great experience. I recommend any of you guys that are looking to um, kind of set foot in your industry, do an internship first because you'll learn a lot more about what you need to know um, before you actually start your real job. And yeah, so that's what I'm doing currently. And I think like to sum it all up, every experience I've had over these last couple of years has allowed me to really think critically and gain a new perspective on the world. And I feel like most importantly, it has helped shape my worldview and what I would really like to change within it, which I think it's very important to be self-reflective and realize like what you think should be different and what you think might not be where it needs to be at and find ways to really make a difference. And I just want to say this podcast is as much of a learning experience for me as I hope it is for you, my listeners. Um, I really believe that we can't move forward unless we actually take the next steps. And this podcast is part of my next steps. I, I recently listened to an interview with Desiree Linden, the winner of the 2018 Boston Marathon on NPR. And really, I, I can't stop thinking about this uh, interview because my biggest takeaway from all of it was... She was talking about how that through all the struggles of her training, one day she just decided that over anything else, 
she would show up every day. And that message, I think we can all learn from. And it's one of the greatest reasons I'm finally starting this podcast because, you know, maybe no one will listen or maybe, you know, somebody won't become the next great artist. But if you constantly show up and you just do it, you'll be a lot better off than if you never did another podcast or you never ran another mile or you didn't paint another picture. So I I encourage all of you and I encourage myself that as we make this journey together to, to challenge ourselves daily and fight the voice in your head that tells you maybe tomorrow, because that, that time isn't going to come. And I've, I've realized that like, you can tell yourself, Oh, like I'll push it back. I'll push it back. You know, I'll, I'll do it another time, but we really, we won't, we, you know, you have to just take initiative to do it now and do it to the best of your ability right now. Before I sign off this week, we're going to finish with a, a new segment that I'll be introducing called fiber word of the week. Uh, this segment came from this dictionary of fiber and textile technology. I recently picked up from a sample sale that we had at my work. And now all of you guys get to participate in the fun. Uh, basically I'll pick a word each week that I've never heard of, and I'll let you guys in on the definition. Now I want to tell you why this is important. I think that with knowledge comes power. And if we can all learn something new every week, even if it's one silly word from a textile dictionary, I think we'll be in a better place the following week. So introducing the first word, hopsacking. I did not know what hopsacking was until I read this definition and I got very excited. So hopsacking a coarse, open basket weave fabric that gets its name from the plain weave fabric of jute or hemp used for sacking in which hops are gathered. Yes, you heard me correctly, hops. That makes me think of IPAs. I love IPAs, and you know what else I love? Textiles. So this was absolutely the perfect first word of the week for Fiber Word of the Week. Thanks, you guys. Tune in next week. We'll be covering definitions, navigating the fashion industry and sustainability terms. I'm Erin Schulenberg, and you've been listening to Thread and Roses, connecting the dots between fashion and society. This podcast is brought to you by Erin Schulenberg and Ethan McLeod. The intro song is called Calabash by Kofi. 